0: one of the Osho tarot cards, it's nothingness, no thingness. And I always mm. repeat that when I tell people about this exercise, you want to get to no thingness, nothingness in your mm. head. After that, you have short-term immediate relief in your brain and you can make a decision. Then what you're going to do is you are going to pick a very specific area to organize and declutter. When I say specific, I mean a junk drawer, one side of your closet or just your shoes. Do not go hard and try to do your whole house or one, the whole garage or anything like that. That is a, the first decision that you're going to make, that you have to trust yourself that I'm not going to stray. I'm going to do this. And so mm. when you can honor your word that I'm going to only be in this area, you start to trust yourself more. And when you trust yourself, mm-hmm. you can make better decisions because the thing is, you said it earlier, how can I trust myself? How do I make better decisions if, if they're hand in hand? So every time you do things that show that you're going to show up for yourself, you're showing yourself that you you trust who you are. You trust the words that you're saying to yourself.
1: Hello, my cosmic baddies. I am so excited for today's guest. Super auspicious timing. I have Monica Fay on and she is a professional organizer and a leading expert on the mental processes behind decluttering space and mind. Hello, goodbye. So important. And her work has been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC. Ever heard of them? Apartment therapy, better homes and gardens, and iHeartRadio. Like, this is true boss witch energy. And she's also an author. She wrote a book, uh, The Energetic Outcome, a guide to decluttering your head, home, and hustle, speaking my language. And she's also the founder of Organizer Accelerator, a community and a curriculum for thousands of professional organizers from over 70 countries. She's spoken to brands such as Hyatt, Airbnb, and Scripps. To teach people to think differently about the connection between mental wellness and mess. And she is making such a difference with her unique brand of practical magic. And that's why I am so excited to have her on as today's cosmic change maker. So, hello, Monica. Thanks for being here.
0: I'm so excited to be here. This is so cool.
1: (laughs) Uh, You're the best. Thank you for making the time. I know we pulled this around quickly. First of all, where are you located?
0: I'm in Florida right now.
1: Okay. Hence the weather you were talking about. Yes.
0: Big storms that seem like a big deal, just enough to knock out Wi-Fi. And then it's sunny immediately (laughs) afterward, like nothing happened.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. So much just like my personal mood and energy of life right now. Okay. So let's just dive right in. I am so intrigued by what you do for a living. Would you mind telling people a little bit, like in your words, what you do and how you got started doing this?
0: Absolutely. So I'm a professional organizer, but I focus more on decluttering. So organizational systems are really important, but I like to help people get through the emotional attachment to their things. And that first step is really crucial to be able to Uh, let go of your stuff and become a, it's all about becoming a really confident decision maker, Mm -hmm. because I find that so many people have an issue with making a decision and thinking they're going to regret it later, or that their life will be in shambles if they make this decision. And it's not just with your things. It's, it goes into other decisions in your life where you can have almost analysis paralysis about pretty much anything. And it really can take a lot out of you when you could be going full force. If you just felt really good about making decisions, even if they're not great decisions, you can figure it out. So that's what I focus on as a professional organizer and just getting people to let go. It's so freeing. Mm -hmm. I got started when I was, I think I was about 21 years old, 20 or 21 years old. And I was not very organized growing up. (laughs) You know, I just, I had lots of toys. I have ADHD. And so I was just kind of like this weirdo hyper kid who had lots of stuff. And my mom kind of let me run the basement with these towns I would construct out of like (laughs) cardboard boxes and toys. I was just like this weird little kid. So I wasn't that organized growing up. But I loved helping people and I love creating shift in people and being there for that moment when they're able to see that they can do something for themselves that feels really good and they don't have to live by the construct or these attachments that hold them back. So Mm. when I was about 20, 21 years old, I decided to start this business because I fell in love with Niecy Nash on Clean House. (laughs) And that was her show ran, I think like 2003 to I forgot when uh, 2010 or something like that. And I just loved her personality. I loved that she was helping people let go of stuff. So I decided to start my professional organizing business and I didn't really know what it was all about. I just knew I wanted to do that and I wanted to help people. So I started the business and I got pretty good at it. And then I got an offer to be a magazine editor-in-chief. I was kind of working under the table. It wasn't a legit business yet. And I was still trying to figure out how to get organized in my own life. So even though I was able to help people, I hadn't matured yet into exactly Mm -hmm. what was it behind tidying up and letting go. About 2 years later, this just kind of falls in line with me having ADHD and not being very <laughs> organized and doing for other people what I can't do for myself. I was very disorganized at the magazine, I was missing deadlines, all types of stuff. And so I got fired. I got fired from my, my magazine job. I love
1: that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that part of the story. Like I got fired.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I got fired. It was wonderful. And then I remember this is the second part of it is, uh, I had a picture of me. I I was cheerleading in college during this time too. And I had lost a bunch of weight and and there's a picture of me. It's, It's still on Facebook. It's one of my first Facebook pictures. And I'm taking a selfie in a mirror because back then we didn't have like camera phones. So it was like on a digital camera or something. And I thought I looked hot. And then all these people were like, all the comments were like, Ooh, you look good, but you need to clean your room. And so some of my clients, I used to work with like a lot of men when I first started organizing. And then now I have, you know, a lot of women as clients, but back then it was a lot of men in their mid twenties to early thirties. And some of them were my Facebook friends. And they're like, you used to organize me what is this? So I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so funny because that was the moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, I was doing something for some, for other people and not doing it for myself and not doing it for myself. And then it started to affect my career to the point where I was missing deadlines at that magazine and got fired. So I wanted to learn how to pull myself together more, get organized, let go of stuff, be better at functioning with ADHD and being on time for things and scheduling things correctly and honoring my commitments Mm. so that I could live more powerfully. So Mm. I started to harness that. And right after I got fired, it was pretty funny because two of my clients from the past got in touch with me almost immediately. I didn't put it out there that I was going to go back to organizing or anything like that. And it was just, I got these emails from these two guys. They're like, Hey, do you still do this? Cause I undid everything you did in my house a couple of years ago. And I had also signed up on a babysitting website because I was like, I've got to, I got to make some money here. I can't just, you know, I have no job now. And it was weird. It was, this was all in one week. I remember it happening. This woman who is still my client to this day. And this is like 10 years ago at this point, she said, I already have a babysitter, but I saw you used to be a professional organizer. Do you still do that? And I was like, Yes. So I took that opportunity to just get really into training myself, to be more organized, to be less cluttered, to honor my commitments and to time block. And I started learning more about the industry and how I could be a better professional organizer. And that's when I officially restarted my business and started moving toward what I do today.
1: Oh, (laughs) Long story short
0: or short story long?
1: No, I love that. I'm also literally dying over your birth chart, how in line it is. Like, I'm going to talk about, you know, some things differently, but I'm like, literally your Mercury and Venus, how you think and how you make money isn't Scorpio, the sign of transformation and sign of like getting down to the bottom of it in your fourth house, the house of home. So I'm like, yep. And also Scorpio in our chart is usually where we're working through something to like share it with someone else, like having to go through our own shadow too, before we can like help other people deal with that. So I love that journey. Thank you for also just sharing. Like, I just appreciate, I love a nonlinear journey. I also love like a lot of pivoting that happens. Everyone I know that lives with purpose has had to make pivots and had to deal with like, yeah, like getting fired or one business not working out. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I guess I would love to hear from you. Like, I usually ask people like, oh, did anything of like your childhood affect you? But it sounds like, you know, you had your cardboard structures in the basement that I love. That when you oh, you're
0: going to love this. My mom's a Virgo.
1: Oh, okay. It all so she's makes sense.
0: very neat, very organized, very anal. And then I, I'm this like wild monster child, you know? So the dynamic there is just okay.
1: amazing. I always, that's so funny. I always think I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll look at people's birth charts, but I'm like, really to get to know people, we should really look at like, yeah, who raised you? What were the zodiac yeah. signs? What were the birth charts that raised you? Because I always think of that people, okay, so Virgo raised you, bringing this up out of you. And then once you decided to go like, okay, I'm going to make this my business, you went full throttle after maybe like those people reached out to you again, the babysitting lady. As someone who's kind of clarity and decluttering is like what you do, what were some of your like biggest struggles in making that, or maybe it wasn't, or what was like the feeling of taking that full time? Was it linear? Did it take off right away? Or did you have to have a few more moments of like, ooh. declutter my mind of that, or I'm just curious about going full-time doing something that's a little less traditional.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I went pretty full-time right away because I'm just, you know, I've always been kind of scrappy with business stuff since I was really young, just jumping into things that I'm not quite prepared for and just figuring it out along the way. But this time it was a challenge for me to not let my ego get in the way and to actually Learn from others who were good at something I wasn't that good at, because I'm really good at getting people to open up and to relate to me and to be vulnerable. But I had to learn how to, you can't just get people to open up and be vulnerable. What's the next step? What is it that gets them to make permanent changes to to have that shift? So I had to kind of confront my ego on learning from others and not being like, well, you know, you don't know how to do this already. That means you're not good at something. So that was a struggle for me is the ego of, I guess, being brave enough to suck at something for a little bit and learning from people who are already better at doing that. And then also the other thing was I really struggled with whether I wanted to do what I saw everybody else doing, which was. Being Miss Perfect and being a model citizen for being an organizer, and you have to Mm. be proper. And I got in trouble with my industry when I was really young because I had a blog that had a lot of curse words in it, had stories about dating, all this stuff. It it was called It Isn't Slutty If You're Wearing Pearls. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't have it anymore, but I just told these crazy stories, and people in my industry got a hold of it. And they were talking about me on LinkedIn, and they're like, her blog's disgusting. Like, What kind of person is this? And I was super young and that was a turning point for me. It's like, wait a minute, am I going to be Miss Perfect who never has a mess, who has a perfect home, who never cusses in front of people? It's like, that's not the way I work. That's not who I am. And I'm so passionate about alignment to self and generating energy based on being aligned with self because i think the mm-hmm. best parts of you come out even when mm-hmm. you know what your flaws are and so it's like if i'm going to really connect with people and not just get people to be vulnerable connection is what gets people to change you know mm-hmm. so i wa- i said to myself like i can't be a professional organizer who abides by these rules and this standard i want i want to connect with people as we are so that they mm-hmm. feel comfortable to change not just open up but somebody else is out there like hey I fuck up too. Mm -hmm. I am messy sometimes too. I've got to clean Mm -hmm. back up too. When things pile up, that's my litmus test that something's going Mm -hmm. on in my head. What's going on in your head? And tell me those things. So that was a a struggle I had for several years of being the perfect professional organizer or being someone just organic and real who can get people through the real things in their life.
1: Oh, amazing. I mean, that makes sense why you would, course I love like, you being brave enough to fail at something, not be good at something in the beginning that is the only way you break through and be successful mm-hmm. because you got to get through that part. But also the being raw, I always like, like to share with my clients, and my community, like that's your currency. Like, okay, why you would stand out to someone or why someone would want to work with you. Because I know personally, I'm a Virgo. I have a lot of mutable energy. I have a lot of Sag and Pisces in my chart, which I'm laughing at your chart because mutable energy is like the ADHD energy of the birth chart. Like we're just like, we're creative, but we're messy and we're all over the place and ideas and, so I'm like, yeah, no, I would love to have someone help me. But one, I am so prideful or I also get so embarrassed that I would not want someone who was so perfect to like be like, well, ooh, like, ooh, this is how you organize this. That's your email. That's your spice drawer. Like, oh, no, honey, sweetie. No, that's how you answer emails. Like, And that would be such a block to me to getting the help that I would need. So to hear someone yeah. like you... Being real, like it's so, it's such like a breath of fresh air to me. And it's so interesting because your birth chart, I really feel like you're doing this shadow work, but of like, yeah, the mental health, the physical space. And so much of our physical space, I'm sure you know more than I do, is just a representation of our inner world and also the influence it has. So I love that you have this Mercury and Venus and Scorpio that's like, yeah, let's go there. Like, let's go to the messy things and let's be real. Cause that's the only way we're gonna like work through this, not just putting like a nice, glossy, pretty, like curated picture up. Um, and being like, look, I'm perfect, and you have to work really hard and put a lot of pressure on yourself to be perfect, just like me. And I'm, I'm laughing about that story about your blog because your birth chart. I'm, I can't wait to talk about it. But I'm like, that's so on brand for you and your chart, and just being a truth teller, but also having fun. So before I, I want to ask you some like tips for how to bring this into practical magic energy for people, but I'm really curious. You have a fifth house stellium. So fifth house is like our house of fame and being on a stage and creative expression and inner child healing. But usually when people have a fifth house planets, they're doing stuff in a very visible way. And, you know, like, I know you've been on all those, you know, all the letter networks I talked about, and you've been on like CBS, ABC. So, you know, you clearly have like a gift of just getting out there. Like, how did that happen? Do you have any advice for people who also are like starting off and want to get a little more press? I mean, clearly it's like hardwired in your chart, but I'm so fascinated by that. Like how you kind of, again, went from doing this on this side hustle to now you're on like main stage of some of America's like biggest networks. is so interesting.
0: Well, okay. So it actually was pretty easy. Once you tap into what it is, that somebody else wants. You just repeat it over and over. So I've had a lot of coaching, like business coaching. And the one thing that I was taught was you don't ask, especially media for what you want, because I want to be on TV. You don't ask them for what you want. You ask, you tell them what they are missing or need. And so that's what I did. I, I went to Uh, the local news in Sacramento. This is how I got my first like TV spot. I went to Good Day Sacramento. I went to LinkedIn first. I spoke to someone at the television show and they said, Oh, this is who you should speak to. So when I spoke to that person, I said, I was referred by this person to you. So it created a connection. Someone I had established a conversation with who had given me information that they know. And then I said, these are extremely specific talking points that I think that your audience and I looked into the audience and everything I love to look into data and demographics and things like that this is what is a specific topic that is relevant to the specific audience you have and can we do this and they said yes so From Good Day Sacramento, I asked for recurring segments. I said, can Mm -hmm. we do this on, you know, if this was really popular for you, if you liked it, how did you feel about it? You ask them questions afterwards, then you ask to come again and you find it. And then you even ask them what they want. So Mm -hmm. I would say get very, very specific about what you want to put out there. So it could be holiday t- travel tips for packing. that That was my one big one that they loved. Mm. And it's, it has to be very specific. So you can mm-hmm. go to any network and you have to just study your uh, who their audience is, what they mm. what they want, and be very specific about your pitch. That's why you see a lot of magazine articles that say, Five tips for you know the secrets to kissing or something like that. Right, you know, it has to be very very specific. And once you get your foot in the door, then you can keep asking for more assignments and to come on in different capacities. That's what I did. And then you can use each one for the next one. You can say, "Hey, that's how I did Better Homes and Gardens." I said, "I have an article that's coming out in Apartment Therapy." I've also done Good Day Sacramento. Here are five articles that I could write for you, and I they can be ready to go in a day. So you have to be ready to go too. Like this is not something that you do later on. You have to be like, go, go, go. And then the other thing for speaking, like speaking engagements, it's good for people to get like part of a speakers bureau, which I will be entering soon, but because I was found by speakers bureaus. Mm. So people that are the middleman between a big event and the speakers, that's who who the middleman is. So go to the decision maker. It's not always ahead of the event. And that's how I got, um, it it was this huge travel conference. I was a speaker for Airbnb. And I think there was something like tens of thousands of people that came through over a three-day period. And it was, I was asked because I was an expert by that middleman. And so find the middleman and uh, it'll get you on stages.
1: Uh, This is what I was talking about. Practical magic. These are tips for the cosmic baddies and bosses out there i'm loving also you're like gotta move quick and i'm like yes sagittarius mm-hmm. just like go you're like put that out there but be ready to move fast on because i know the world of press <laughs> media moves so fast but thank you that's like yeah. very very helpful i also admire again back i'm speaking a lot about your mercury and scorpio but i always say that that's like the detective like i will find the person on linkedin mm-hmm. and make the connection and go about it in such like a deeper more meaningful way versus like to whom it may concern at like booking at, you know, goodmorningamerica.com. You're like, no, I'm like going in there a little bit more like subversive and intelligent. I love that. That's amazing advice. So before we get into your chart, the last sort of practical magic question I would love to ask you, I love like the name of your book, The Energetic Outcome, Decluttering Your Head, Home and Hustle. And I love what you said before about, it's really about becoming a quick decision maker. Because I think that's one of the things people come to me or to spirituality a lot. How do I trust myself? How do I move through? How do I trust my intuition? How do I begin to be able to figure out my yeses, my hell yeses, my hard no's? So is there something that if someone was wanting to start this process of this like sort of decluttering of you know all of this stuff, the head home and hustle, is there like a, a starting off point or a jumping off point or a tip that you would just like love to share with someone who's just like, I want to start, yeah. but I'm overwhelmed, how?
0: Absolutely. So, I actually have a framework that this works really well for, and I'll tell you parts of it. First thing you can do is if you don't know where to start at all, first thing you should do is the big brain scrub exercise. And it's basically a brain dump. But what you do is you write a list, and you don't do it in diary form, you do it in list form, like a grocery list, and you write down every single thought in your head, mm. every single thought, and you mm. do it until you run out of thoughts. And I mean, mm-hmm to-dos, money you owe, places you want to travel, people you're pissed at, thoughts coming through your head like this is a dumb exercise. Like put all (laughs) of it down and just like until there's nothing left. So there's nothingness. And I think it's one of the Osho tarot cards. It's nothingness, no thingness. And I always repeat Mm. that when I tell people about this exercise, you want to get to no thingness, nothingness in your Mm. head. After that, you have short-term immediate relief in your brain and you can Make a decision. Then what you're going to do is you are going to pick a very specific area to organize and declutter. When I say specific, I mean a junk drawer, a sock drawer, one side of your closet or just your shoes. Do not go hard and try to do your whole house or the whole garage or anything like that that is a, the first decision that you're going to make that you have to trust yourself that I'm not going to stray. I'm going to do this. And so mm. when you can honor your word that I'm going to only be in this area, you start to trust yourself more. And when you trust yourself, mm-hmm. you can make better decisions because the thing is you said it earlier, how can I trust myself? How do I make better decisions if they're hand in hand? So every time you do things that, that show that you're going to show up for yourself, like being on time or only picking a specific area to declutter or only doing one task at hand, you're showing yourself that you, you trust who you are. You trust the words Mm -hmm. that you're saying to yourself. The next step would be to, you pull the stuff out from that area and you're going to sort it I have two things that I like to tell people to do. One is the surface first rule. So you make sure that there is a cleared surface. So if you're working in the bedroom, you will make the bed so that you have a clear surface to work on. Or if you are on your dining table and you have a bunch of papers, stack all the papers so that you, and wipe down the table so you have a clear surface to work on. If you're in the hall and you're clearing out the hall closet and there's a bunch of shoes in the the hallway, move those shoes to the side, take a broom, sweep it just so you feel that clarity before you even declutter. Then I like the rule of shapes and spaces. So if you're on a cluttered surface, what you would do is you would create shapes with things that are alike and it opens up spaces. So all your Mm. hair ties and cosmetics would go in one pile and Mm. then maybe your papers go in the other. And then maybe all your mugs and glasses will go there. And then what you do is you take each category and then take it to its home instead of doing one by one. So you want to categorize first and then take it to where it is and sort through to see if there's anything to toss. Now, when you're making decisions about tossing things, what you can let go of, you have to keep in mind, is the ego affecting Mm -hmm. whether you're keeping it or not? Now, Marie Kondo uh, does the KonMari method and a lot of it is like, does this bring me joy? Mm -hmm. For me, it's, does this bring me safety? Is this bringing me joy? So it's joy and safety and then also ego. So the ego ones are, Anything that you're holding on to that makes you think that you're one day going to be a better person or do these things, and it's not a part of who you are right now. And this can be for clothes that are too small, clothes mm-hmm. that are too big. It could be pro- like expensive equipment and projects and things that you haven't really put your heart into working on. They've been sitting there a while. And it's like, is this who I am right now? Am I keeping things that support where I am that are healthy for me right now? No, probably not. So you can let those things go. Give yourself permission to let go of the person who you thought Mm -hmm. you'd be and to embrace who you actually are.
1: Ooh, so good. So clear. Okay, thank you. That is so, so helpful. Again, real like... This is, I know an episode, people are going to have like the pen and paper out writing these tips. Wow. Okay. So in your chart, you actually have like, I'm going to jump right in. Some of the things I want to talk yeah. about, but your Capricorn moon is like blowing me away right now because of your, you know, that's where I think you get so much of your drive for business. Like our moon is where we're like so connected into it's our inner world, but it's like where we can sort of never get enough of whatever our moonsight needs. It's also how we find safety in the world. It's how we respond to our emotional stimuli. And it's also, I think, like our unique brand of intuition or like the magic that we bring to something because it's our direct like line to the moon it's like wow we get information i could read a million books about organizing decluttering but you're like oh actually it, it's funneling through me and channeling through me with a little extra twist and your capricorn moon joins that fifth house stellium so the way you talk about sometimes Capricorn moons, you know, they're very business oriented. All my cap moons are like, yes, there's this integrity structure is very important, but your cap moon is like sparkly. like It's coming out of like a sequin curtain, but it's still like very <laughs> structured and organized because of that, that fifth house energy makes it so there's like a magnetism when you speak, which makes sense of kind of even from day one, it sounds like people were finding you because it's just like, Hey, like I want to work with her. Like you said, like that was your superpower opening up. So the thing with the framework, I'm super curious. Because of your Cap Moon, it's like that's how your internal world files things. It wants like it wants that structure, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of your chart is actually like all over the place, like mutable magic. So like your inner world, like your Capricorn Moon, really drove this assignment. I feel like like yeah. hold on, hold on. We have so many cool things to do in the world, but we actually have to like pull it back in a little bit and and sort of <laughs> take some yeah. accountability, some structure. So you know, based on your Cap Moon. How did you make your framework I'm super curious like what led you to that and if there's someone out there maybe who's looking to you know kind of make their own methodology or framework did this just come to you or is it after years of putting it together
0: Well I learned how to put frameworks together from business coaches because you know that was one thing that I had to evolve on in my work was that like one-on-one with people I can create an experience and I think this is what a lot of people who have service-based businesses struggle with when you're one-on-one with someone, or in person or doing your unique work you can create magic because your body is there your energy is there but what happens when people cannot have you in person and so i learned from business coaches it's like if you want to get your work out to more people in the world you have to break it down into bite-sized pieces that anybody can use anytime and so you've got your you know highly paid private services. And then what about everybody else? You want everybody else to have it, but not uh, they won't have the same access to you. So how do you translate that from the in-person magic and put it on paper so that people can review over and over and feel like you're with them right there guiding them? So it did take me a while to kind of work on learning how to create a, a framework that works. I run courses, so I've had to do this before. And sometimes like, this shit doesn't make sense. I'm teaching people <laughs> this and it's like, all over the place. Sometimes I've had to refine my structures before, but this one came pretty easy because what I did was I recorded myself speaking to people and I'm like, okay, what are the core things that I'm teaching over and over again? And I pulled them out. Um, The things that I see people struggling with the most, I Mm. put into that structure. I'm like, okay, people don't know where to start. Big brain scrub exercise. People go too big. Okay. We're going to go really small, specific. (laughs) People don't know how to make good decisions. So we're going to sort things into piles and then we're going to go from those piles one by one. And then the other thing I like to say, I'm just going to add in real quick is everybody always says the opposite of chaos is calm. It's not. It's structure and repetition. It's creating a pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted people to be able to make their own patterns. So anybody who wants to learn how to make a structure for their own clients and things like that, just record yourself explaining something, how to do something to a client or to a friend, and then pull out the the key points that you're trying to make. And a lot of times you can find it in these struggles people are having that you work with. Like, so their main Mm -hmm. struggles, you can be like, okay, well, how do I answer that? And then, mm-hmm. take those common points and and put them uh, one by one, but it takes refining sometimes it's a hot mess, and you just gotta you gotta keep refining it till it makes sense, and you'll know it's a hot mess if people have to keep asking you questions and mm-hmm. so you want people to challenge you on the things that you teach because it narrows it down. it shows what the the missing pieces are and how you can make it more specific and more impactful.
1: Oh, this is so good, Monica. This is like truly. A pure gold episode here. I'm like, wow, um, you're just giving people so many good, like, practical bits of advice. And I want to even use this what you just said. Really, I'm going to illustrate something. I get a lot of questions, and people uh, ask about the stelliums they have in their chart. How do they work with them? So you have this fifth house stellium, but you also have a Sagittarius stellium within that. So you have three planets in Sagittarius and so people ask what do I do with my stellium? It's in your fifth house. So you have this innate like pull to be Sagittarius energy, to go, to explore, to adventure, to be the truth teller, to be the little bit of like Sagittarius like party girl energy too, and like super optimistic and fun, but no filter. Some laughing about your blog. I'm like, like Sagittarius just like makes everything fun, fiery, like free. And that's also probably why you, even when on your bio, I'm like, you work with like 70 countries, like organizers from 70. Like I can't even name 70 countries right now. I'm like Sag, Stellium vibe. I love it. Like classic. But then it's like, how do I work with that? So it's like, okay, that's what comes easy to you. But then what you do is you look at to the opposite, like the thing that's the opposite side of the Stellium it's like, oh, I'm really going to have to work on as Monica in this lifetime to really use that stellium to use my gifts, to use my superpowers. I want to cultivate like Gemini, which is teaching, breaking things down. Like Sag understands the philosophy inherently and like the higher truth behind the wisdom. And then Gemini is like, OK, but how do I teach that like, in a classroom or in a, in a method or share it like yeah. in these little like tiny modules and ways of explaining it like no like yes we all understand the philosophy of it now but how do we do it and that's all in your like 11th house of networking community technology so the fact that you've done that i just want to use that as a moment to really illustrate i have questions about that like what do i do with my stellium i'm like good lean into the power of it but then you're gonna have to actively and maybe with help with a coach or a guide or a mentor or a teacher like learn how to balance that that opposite of that energy so Another thing I see in your chart that I love so much is you, you have so much like superstar energy in your chart. You're like your are Leo rising, this fifth house stellium, your cat moon's like, yes, make things organized, structure. But everything else in your chart is like Pisces, Scorpio, like the depth, the soul, the energy. And like what you're doing is so shamanic to me. It's so like an energy alchemist, but like, through, but again, in this way that anyone could do, like a CEO or like a bro or someone who's like never heard of spirituality. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is cool. Not even realizing it, but it's almost like you're cloaking a magic in a sort of a way. And, you know, you have this like Mars and Pisces in Jupiter that you kind of understand, like it's in your eighth house. It's the house of transformation and like the house of like tapping into your power. And so I just want to like, Point out for everyone like listening to this if they have something similar in their chart, where like sometimes people are like, I have a lot of fire, I have a lot of earth, I have a lot of water. Like, what do I do with it? I love how you found something that's very practical for people that basically anyone in the world could benefit from. But it's not just, you know, organizing it to have everything be color coded and pretty and, you know, less stuff in your space. You're like, yes, this is actually a tool to help you through life and to be emotionally balanced and mentally feel more clear and to feel by spiritually a lot more liberated and empowered. So I just wanted to call that out. You also have a ton of like influential energy in your chart. So I love, but like, you're like, I just did it. I just went, I just emailed the person. I did the thing. I started this. I'm like, looking at your chart. I'm like, yeah, uh, Monica planets in the eighth house, all this Leo energy, all the Scorpio fixed energy. I'm like, anything this woman puts her mind to, like she's getting done, which I think counts for a lot because if you said the opposite of chaos is, what did you say?
0: Repetition and Rep- patterns.
1: Repetition and patterns. I love that. And to me, like consistency and determination is like so important to fuel. Or, like I think a part, like an unsexy part of um, <laughs> like stepping into your purpose. It's like, you no, know, no, just like Being determined, like she's like, nope, okay, that one thing didn't work out. That's fine. Readjust, and so I tell people to look for where they have like Scorpio, Leo, where they have like plants in the eighth house to understand how to work with that more. But I'm curious for you, what's coming up? If you have anything like exciting, you're working on for the next year. I like see you have a huge, you have a huge, 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 huge year starting for you in 2022. I will explain what it, that is in a moment, but I'm curious, like, is there something you're working on that you can share even, or an idea or a manifestation? Yeah.
0: There's a, quite a few things I, I can share. I'll be brief, but I just wanted to tell you, thank you for reading my chart. You are incredible. And I've been following your work for a couple of years now. And so the fact that we connected, I'm just, I'm so grateful for the work you do. You were just you were amazing. You were just such a badass. (laughs) Oh, I love you so much. Yeah.
1: You're so cute. I'm like having such a mutual, I'm like, this is called mutual affection society. My husband says, he's like, this is like when you're just like mutually crushing on someone. I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, (laughs) yes.
0: What I'm working on is I do have, I have another book that I'm working on and that's probably not going to come out for another year just because of the way publishing works. So that's going to be a while, but I'm working on a book and it's going to be all the things that I didn't get into this other book. Cause the first book I just, I wrote it. I wanted to get something out there. I needed people to be able to consume my work all at mm. once in one place, but I missed so much. So I'm working on this book. It's going to be pretty much everything I've got poured into it. I have pitched a TV show for doing organizers who do work the way I do it. And because mm. I want people to see the side that's not all quiet, pr- like, you know, calmness and the, the the side that's not all pretty plastic bins and rainbows. I want there to be realness the way I felt when I watched Niecy Nash all those years ago, just like that relatableness that being able to be real and be ugly sometimes and to have a panic attack when you're making a decision, but then also maybe confidently tossing something out because you're like, I don't need this anymore and it doesn't Mm. matter, you know? And so that there's that show that I'm pitching and I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to do something with it, but we'll see. We'll see. And if, if we can't, then we'll repackage it into something else so that people around the world can see the real side of, of organizing and decluttering when you're working on your emotions and mental health alongside of it. Those are the things that I'm working on right now. And one thing that I, I the framework that I mentioned earlier, people can go to the and mm-hmm. download it for free. It's a free download oh. and it's got the whole framework on there. Oh. Everything we said today, plus the rest of it. So if anybody is really trying to get started and they don't know where to start, just start on the and they should be able okay. to get going on. So it.
1: generous. <laughs> Look at this. Just Giving away frameworks. Okay. Well, then I'm going to end on the note of letting you know that you are going to enter right a few weeks after your birthday, you're entering your Emerald year, which is a term coined by Susan Miller. It's essentially a Jupiter return year, but a really big one. So Jupiter moves through in 13 year cycles and you're about to enter your year of like mega expansion. When Jupiter comes, Jupiter's the biggest planet. We call him sky daddy it's like golden like blessings on blessings miracles expansion it can be a lot because it's like a whole year of expanding so i actually always tell my clients i'm like clear your container to get ready to expand and get ready to like move fast so it's like literally all the stuff that you're saying is very you're very jupiter ruled that's why your jupiter year in pisces is all about creativity and art and the mystical world and like healing people through like your brand of art. So that's why I love hearing that you're like putting yourself out there with a book and this show sounds so needed right now. I feel like also, again, we've all been at home for like in our houses for like two years. And I think a lot of us are looking for yeah ways of understanding our mental and emotional health outside of a conversation that's just been started, but even that is like very limited. So I think that your Jupiter, it's in your eighth house. So it's at the area of your life it's going to affect it's your subconscious and other people's subconscious energy. It's your Jupiter year is moving through your house of personal power, transformation, rebirth. It's also like a big money house. So you may have like an investment or an store or come into like hey. a little fun sum of money <laughs> or may want to invest in something. And it's just going to be for all of us, Jupiter and Pisces is going to be an amazing year because Jupiter has been in a very restricted planet. So it's like, we've been kind of expanding by like being grounded and like not being able to do things. <laughs> so it's going to be for all of us a powerful time. But for you, I would say definitely by like the early January, just shoot your shot. Jupiter and Pisces is kind of like, go for it, do the thing, like you cannot fail. So, I'm excited for you because what you're doing, I think, has such a place, is such a need. And I know I need it. so I'm gonna be reaching out to you. But also, I think that I can't describe it, but I just see what you do could activate everyone on the planet. Like I'm like everyone, could use this information in some way, shape or form. So just thank you. Thank you for showing up and thank you for doing things non-traditionally. Like it's so easy to follow a template. It's so easy to like, like, okay, I'm going to be an organizer like everyone else because it's working for them. And I know how hard it is to like strip back those layers and be raw and be real and be a little messy in order to like Mm -hmm. help people feel not as messy, but be messy in the process. So thank you. Thank you for the work you do. It's really powerful.
0: Thank you. I'm so glad that you had me today. And I just wanted to say a couple more things to anybody out there. Uh, I just want everyone to know that you are not a mess. You made a mess and there's a difference. Mm. And you are not a hot mess. You are not a mess. You made the mess. We let go in layers. So don't think you have to do everything all at once. And uh, we heal through community. So you don't have to do it alone.
1: Oh, do you see what is like instant love affair? I am so like co-sign on all of that. Are you gonna like teach your, like teach people to do what you do?
0: Absolutely. So if if anybody's interested in becoming a professional organizer, you can join the Facebook group called Organizer Accelerator. And there are 3,000 professional organizers in that group. And then there's another 3,000 on LinkedIn. And you will find your community there. You can ask questions about how to get started. If you want to take one of my courses on how to become a professional organizer or how to market an organizing business or anything like that, how to do online organizing, I have a class on how to effectively go from in person to online and still have a really good session with someone that moves them and motivates them. You just go to the Organizer accelerator Facebook group and you'll be able to find your people there and you'll be able to find me there.
1: There it is. Community. Okay, amazing. So just one more time, your website, repeat it so people can find. I'm sure everyone's like itching.
0: So I have the big let go is where you can download the it's the bigletgo.com. You can download the framework there. My personal business website is totally normal chaos.com, but you probably don't need that. Start with the start with the download
1: first and we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, Monica, what a treat. All the treasures and truth bombs you dropped today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so, so fun. I just, I just deeply appreciate your time and generosity.
0: Well, thank you for having me. You are a force. You help so many people understand themselves better. And that's why I have been following you for two years. (laughs) So thank you. I appreciate you reading my chart, everything. You're Uh, wonderful.